Mission Kona podcast, where our focus is on highlighting age group athletes doing amazing things in the triathlon space. My name is Michelle Payne. And I am Mike Payne. We are husband and wife, amateur triathletes, parents, and self-proclaimed coffee connoisseurs, both working in corporate America. This podcast is a journey to discovering what it takes to be competitive in triathlon, sharing stories, and finding the inspiration to go after challenging but worthwhile goals. Thanks for joining us. We're glad you're here. Welcome to Mission Kona Podcast, the podcast that highlights age group athletes and their mission to Kona. Mike here. And I'm Michelle. And today we are continuing our Kona series, the Women Crushing Kona series, and we are interviewing an amazingly fast athlete. So this year's world's fastest 30 to 34, but not only that, the second fastest age group athlete in Kona, Barbara Besprat. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you uh, for having me there. I'm very interested uh, about the interview. So, hi. Yeah. So, how about we start off um, with you kind of telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you live, where you grew up, where you train, um, any sort of job or hobbies outside of triathlon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. So uh, I'm from Czech Republic, from Prague. I was born there. And actually, I lived there oh, my whole life. Uh, I have a family, husband and three years old son. Uh, and actually, now I'm uh, ending my maternity leave. So I'm getting back uh, to my regular job tomorrow. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah. So actually, my biggest hobby is triathlon. And there is no more time for other um, other hobbies so i'm training approximately like 20 hours a week yeah then yeah, a little that's son a job. and <laughs> part-time job so yeah <laughs> it's fully packed <laughs> yeah it is absolutely packed i think it's amazing um to see the top age group athletes i mean they're training like like professionals in many times so it's it's very hard to get everything done and to think about doing any other hobbies. Um, what kind of work are you in? Uh, I'm working for Adidas. Uh, so as a marketing manager. Oh, cool. so actually it's, it's an office, office job. Yeah. <laughs> sport, yeah. Sport is supported here as it's a sport company. So that's pretty cool. And for my, for my running uh, training, it's also. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you're it, working it for one of the, one of the best perfect. companies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So um, tell us about your athletic background. Um, so growing up, did you do a little bit of swimming, any biking, or was it mostly running? Or what what, what got you into athletics? Started uh, as a kid with basketball <laughs> because my, my sister and my dad, they are pretty tall, more than uh, one meter, 85 centimeters. So I also started with the basketball, but I have just uh, one meter 70. So then I finished, I think around 12 years old. And then, yeah, I did not any other sport like on, you know, on the higher level. We just went for a bike with my parents when I was a kid, skiing and, you know, just these uh, basic stuff. And then after I finished um the university 
I started to work for Salomon, so another sports company, and I started running here. Uh, with the, yeah, I started with the trail running, and then I switched to Adidas. So I continue more uh, with the racing, uh, you know, with half marathons. So I did not do swimming when I was a kid. <laughs> I started with swimming like four years ago, I think. So this is pretty hard to improve, as yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. So did you, were you, did you feel like you were pretty natural? Like once you did start swimming, did it come pretty easy or is it something you had to work pretty hard at? I think it it gets pretty easy, but on the level I have now, you know, I swim in Kona one hour, 14 minutes. So <laughs> that's, that's pretty bad time. And now I'm on the level where it's very hard to to get better. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it not having beginning this one was background. pretty easy. The beginning yeah. was pretty easy, but now it's getting harder and harder to become quicker and quicker. So yes. Yeah. For sure. Right. So let's let us let's talk about that too. So you so your Kona time. So you like I'd mentioned, you won your age group. Um, and you were second overall age group athlete. Um, you did a nine nineteen, um, which is incredible. And and like you said, you had a one thirteen, one fourteen swim. Um, so how did you get to nine nineteen? Well, you biked a four fifty five, which is flying on the course. And how about this? You ran a three oh four, um, which was the tenth fastest run, including the professionals. I mean, so that's so in in the in the U.S. we talk about mile um, mile pace. That's seven minute per mile pace. Um, and looking at your splits, you were a machine because you really didn't slow down very much. Like there, it's a hilly course and it gets hard in the backside. Yeah. You kept your solid pace the entire time, which had to be fun because it means you were passing a lot of people all day, right? So um, having not the greatest swim meant that you were chasing people the entire day and you, and you did it. So I think yeah. that's, I think that's pretty incredible. That is. Yeah. This is how triathlon, <laughs> my triathlon looks like always, you know, getting from the water on yeah, the second half with all the slower people on the bike. And then I'm just going in front and front. So yeah. <laughs> I'm used, I'm used to it. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is pretty normal for me <laughs> this season. <laughs> so so I'm, um, I'm not feeling bad that I'm, you know, on the very last, like not the very last place, but, you know, slow in the water. So for me, I was satisfied. One hour, 13 minutes, I was completely satisfied <laughs> without, you know, without the neoprene in the ocean. Yeah. And that's what's so, I think that's what's so interesting about the sport is that because there's three sports, you know, yeah. you really don't know what is going, how it's going to play out that day. And you just stay true to you and your racing, right? Like, you yeah, know, your sure. strengths. Like my coach always, he always told me, like, be patient, be patient because you never know and mm-hmm. just keep your pace. And for me, the longer race is for me, it's better. So yeah. sure. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because I'm strong in running. And as, as you, as you said, I'm like a machine. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So well, I'm patient. I keep my pace. And yeah. And so this year, 
you raced at um, 70.3 Worlds in, in Finland. And like you said, you, it, you're definitely a full Ironman athlete. You had a you had a good race. You did a 432, but you were fifth in your age group. Um, and then you did Roth um, this year as well, where you flew a 929, first in your age group, wonderful race in Roth. Um, did, when, when did you start triathlon? Can you talk to us about like maybe when you did your first race or first Ironman? Um, I started, I think in 2017 or 2018 with my first, uh, triathlon and that was actually challenge Prague. So it was a half, half distance. Yeah. And I got qualified to the world championship in Chamorin <laughs> for the first time. So yeah, but I did not many races, you know, in a f- first few years. I raced like one or two races. It was just really a hobby for me. But I was training quite a lot, but not racing that much. Yes. So yeah, last year uh I started with a, a cooperation with a coach. So it became more serious. <laughs> and yeah, I started to race quite a lot. So yeah, that, that's why maybe like this season, I have, you know, all these uh, results because I started to race uh, more. So your your first full Ironman was Ironman Barcelona yes. in 2022. Yes. Um, and you were working with a coach at that point to kind of get ready uh, for that race. No. That was without coach. And I started this season, the beginning of this season, but I mean, like February. So you know, before I know that I will be preparing myself to Kona, etc., then I start cooperation with the coach. Okay. Yeah. In Barcelona, you did a 1016. So your first ever Ironman, not coached, was a 1016, which that's still that's faster than my fastest Ironman. But um, but you're but that's that's an incredibly fast time. But then you also with a coach, you cut a whole almost a whole hour off of your uh, off of your yeah time. actually so. in barcelona i also got troubles uh with the nutrition i think i got you know the stomach pain so the run at the end was disaster for me <laughs> so yeah i think the the key was to have a coach and nutrition that's what's yeah. so tough about this sport is it generally you don't get it right on your first ironman it usually takes several races um, to figure out nutrition, also figure out pacing, all that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, even if you have run a marathon, like open marathon, um, and just a run race, it's not the same as running the marathon after biking and swimming, right? Mm-hmm. So um, you, it, it does take um, experience. And for a lot of people, they don't qualify for Kona on their first Ironman they, they work towards it. Um, but, um, clearly you're a different kind of athlete, right? You're, you're super fast. So did you qualify for the Kona race at Barcelona? Was that your qualifi- qualification race? Yes. Cool. Yes. Barcelona was my qualification race. And then I sign up, uh, for Roth, as you mentioned, I take it like as a preparation for Kona because I did not many experience in the long one. So I wanted to do another long distance before Kona and yeah it ended with the age group win <laughs> so, very yeah a nice yeah. preparation 
that's a bucket list race. So you had a you had an awesome year where you did Ironman yeah. 70.3 worlds. Roth yeah. and Kona. Like, I don't know if you can beat that. That's, that's, pretty I, I think I picked up all yeah, the best races <laughs> you can have all around the world. I pick it up in one season. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fun. let's talk about um, your race and Kona and maybe start with how long did you give yourself to acclimate to the island? What is the travel from the Czech Republic? How, how many hours? Yeah, that, that was pretty hard because we came, the whole family, uh, to Kona. So the travel took around 30 hours with two stops with a little, you know, sun. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so <clears throat> that was pretty hard. And we came to Kona on 2nd of October. So 12 days uh, before the race. Wonderful. So That's great. I think that was, that was a good, you know, decision. Yeah, so you came yep. more than a week before. So I I did, you know, a long run here from Energy Lab. I did a training to Javi. So, yeah, it was very comfortable for me. And I, I felt pretty good during the training. So, yeah. Did you stay um, close to like the race start or were you out in the Waikoloa village? area uh we stayed on the south uh so opposite oh, okay. the bike. yeah yeah and like 20 minutes by car uh from okay. kona yeah and actually i was glad for this decision not to stay in kona because it was very nice to go there to be like you know in the center of everything but then i get pretty nervous so i was happy to go you know back to our home 20 minutes from there to be uh, more yeah. calm. Yeah. Yeah. We stayed on the golf course, actually. We had yeah, an apartment I, on the golf course. Yeah. <laughs> I know exactly where you where you're at there. So there's yeah. obviously there's a lot of athletes that stay close to the Alihi Drive area. And then there's mm -hmm. a lot that stay in Waikoloa Village because it's on the bike course, but down south gets you a little a little bit away from everything. Um yeah. Yeah. So did you do any family activities before the race or did you leave that for after the race? Um, yeah, before the race, as I said, it was pretty hard. So my husband did his his job, I think, pretty well to, to keep me, you know, a bit away of the family duties. And then we stayed two weeks uh, more after the race. And we traveled to Kauai and also to Maui. So we enjoyed, you know, the traveling and exploring after the race without training, uh, without getting nervous. And yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's a good way to do it. Did you, uh, did you do the practice swim, um, the week before? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I was, I was a bit afraid of, you know, swimming. <laughs> so I think it was a great decision to do the practice swim. I think I swam like one hour 17 something like this and it was better than I expected I mean like not the time but I mean the waves and you know the conditions so I calmed myself a bit down uh, and I was not so afraid of of the swimming so that was a great decision to to do it yeah that's awesome so let's get into race day um so like you said, swimming, maybe, maybe is it your most confident, um, you know, of the three and not a wetsuit swim. 
building the confidence from that, that practice swim. Um, and your age group, was it more towards the middle end of the start, start waves? Uh, I think it was 7 a.m. sharp. Okay. So it was, uh, yeah, there were quite a few that went off before you. Yeah. Yeah. So what was it like, um, getting, you know, getting started and (laughs) on the swim that, that race day? nerves um how are you feeling yeah I'm, I'm always nervous i'm this type of of the person that i'm nervous before the race and when it all started then it you know it go away and i start yeah. to enjoy the race but before the race i cannot say like i'm enjoying it i just <laughs> want the race to be started and to be in the water and not to wait there 30 minutes <laughs> and watch other people <laughs> on the start line so yeah I was very nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The atmosphere was amazing. So it helped a lot also like not to focus on um on me, but I was, you know, watching all around. And yeah. Yeah. Do, do you get the opportunity to swim in open water and practice very much? Or do you have to do most of your swims in the pool? I uh, guess most people most people do swims in the pool, but do you get to practice in open water? Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I was in Mallorca for two weeks before Kona, one month, I don't know, maybe two weeks before Kona. So it was like, like my last prep. So I did open swim training there. And then I also practice open swim, um, in Czech Republic, but it's not, it's not the sea, it's not the ocean. So yeah. Yeah. But this is, I think, uh, the thing that also helped me a lot this uh final prep uh, in Spain in Mallorca without without a sun so fully focused you know on the training and maybe a bit of heat preparation it's I know it's not the same it was more more hot than in my home country so yeah, yeah well, it's good to get out like and do um like an intensive like training camp especially it sounds like it was a was you said it was a month before the race uh I think we came back from Spain and spend just a week and a half at home and then we uh yeah we traveled to Kona. So it was like really before before uh yeah but it was the, the bulk of of you know when, when the, the training gets the toughest right and the longest bike rides the longest runs and swims yes. so um great timing what I did also before Barcelona so it's like my secret key <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was on the same, really same place, the same timing uh, before Barcelona and now before Kona for this final prep. So it's my, it's my key to success. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. So how was the swim on race day out there with, you know, all the... 2,000 women. Yeah. Yeah. All the other women yeah. out there. How, how did that feel? <laughs> uh, the beginning, the start was tough. I mean, one of the girls, she kicked me uh, directly in the, in the goggle. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad as I expected, as I said. So, uh, the beginning was pretty tough, but then I uh, I started to keep uh, to to be you know on south, not in the middle of the pack. And of course, I was trying to follow <laughs> someone the whole course that's yeah the only way i can success during swimming <laughs> yeah oh so i think i did pretty pretty good there was one girl yeah. and her pace fits me 
<laughs> so I was trying to follow her. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like you said, you, you're, I mean, I would definitely take that swim time, but you knew that, you know, that wasn't your strength ready when you were, when you could see the pier and that was getting closer, I'm sure your excitement yeah. level was raising like almost there, almost yeah. out of the water. Yeah. Um, and the, the finish of the swim, uh, like along the pier was pretty tough. There was, um, you know, the current parents. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. pretty tough. Right. I think the, the tide finish. the tides are coming in, so they're they they yeah. are pulling. They they pull. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it seems like you're just not even moving, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like taking forever. You you see the finish line. It's like you are almost there, but it takes ages to get there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, you finished the swim, um, and it was three to four minutes faster than your practice swim. So that's that's a win, right? So um, and then yeah. <laughs> um, the transition air, the transition area, it's a long run, which works to your strength because <laughs> you can, you can speed up and pass a bunch of people through transition. Um, but then talk to us about your, um, the, the, the day on the bike, uh, because I mean, you had, um, so you had the second fastest bike split in your age group. Um, so like I said, in, in, in the intro, you passed a lot of women out there, um, it, it, the bike has become a huge strength for you. And that's, I'm interested in hearing your story about the bike because coming from just running, um, it, it isn't always easy to translate into bike power and bike speed. So walk us through the, the day on the bike. So I think I was building, you know, my bike abilities for, for years. Also, it's not like one or two years ago, but I started with the road bike. I don't know, maybe 10, 10 years ago. So I was riding quite a lot, but it wasn't, you know, structured. So it was just riding for fun. So then it became structured with the coach. And I think if you are strong on the run, you can, you can take these abilities from, from running to bike. It's all about the legs. So I think, yeah. It, it doesn't always translate for everybody, but it, it like the yeah. being able to push uncomfortable leg pain, pain, which is what you have to do in running and marathon running. Um, that's a, that's a skill that you can translate over. But. Yeah. yeah. And we decided, we decided not to push that much, uh, you know, on the bike from the beginning because yeah, I got, you know, some instructions from the coach, like not to push that much. But it's very hard when you're passing all the girls here. Yeah. So I, I was, as you said, I was passing a lot of girls on the way to Javi. And then on the way back, uh, it changed and I was completely alone. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, and we decided that I will not, uh, I will not race with the arrow helmet. And also, you know, the arrow bottles changed for normal ones. So still a lot of things that I can like improve to be more aero, but you know, the, the, it was my first Kona. So it was a very hard decision. Like to have the aero helmet, which is black and it's not breathing that good. Yeah. Yeah. Or to take, you know, the normal helmet, you can put a water on your, uh, on your head. So, yeah. Yeah, there were even pros. So at Taylor Taylor Nib, yeah. um, she didn't wear an aero helmet. Um, yeah. She didn't have her bike fully 
set up like 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 Lucy Charles or like some of the other pros. Um, yeah. She was just relying on her bike strength and um, and then to have a good hopefully hopefully have a good run and that's exactly what you what you went for. So yeah. uh, take care of yourself first. Don't worry too much about the little marginal gains uh, because if you're overheated. Um, that That's affects your nutrition, that yeah. affects the, yeah. your run. Um, so yeah. no, I like that idea. Yeah. And I think in, in Kona, it's, this is the key. Like if you are not overheated during the bike, then you can run. And I think the run is always the key in Kona. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a very tactical bike, right? So uh, yeah. you, you, know, you might be able to lose a couple minutes here and there, but, um, the run, if you're walking through the energy lab, you're going to lose 20, 30 minutes like that. Right. So yeah. actually um, that was the place when I overtook, uh, two girls, uh, that were, you know, before me in, in yeah. energy lab. Yeah. Awesome. Because yeah. I started, I think on a third place at the beginning of the run and yeah, I overtook them in energy lab. Yeah. Yeah. As you mentioned, so. So you said, you know, your, your coach kind of helped you target where you wanted to be on the bike. Did he give you like specific watts to target? Um, yes. Is that kind of where you, and were you able to execute on that? Uh, yes. We were talking about specific, uh, specific watts as you, as you mentioned. And yeah, I think I did it. Yeah. As he said, so yeah. That's perfect. That's I, was, I was feeling myself during the trainings that I can push a bit more. So I think it was like two days before the race. I, I called him like, hey, I feel good. Maybe I can go on these spots. And he said, like, better not to push and <laughs> save energy for the run because this will this the run will decide. The run will yeah. decide who will win. Yeah. yeah. So you said so, coming coming in, you were in third off the bike into transition. So did you was anyone out on the course telling you kind of your position or how how did you know where you were at? Um actually the first information about the position I got from my husband on Ali Drive, I think it was like second kilometer. Okay. Yeah, and he told me that I'm on the third position and the Two girls before uh, I know them from Duisburg because this year I was in Duisburg on a, on a third place. I finished on a third place, and these two girls, they were first and second. So I exactly know them. And when he told me this, like seven minutes to <laughs> Bergman and Shakova, <laughs> then I was like flying. Yeah, it helped a lot. So this was yeah. the first information uh, about the position. Okay. Yeah. Beginning okay. of the run. Yeah. Yeah. It's not always easy to to have people out on that course, especially on the bike, because it just goes so far out there. Um, so you yeah. don't really ever really know unless you pass a random spectator that happens to know who you are, right? So um, but it's it's not always good information. And it's nice to um have have someone give you like one split on the run. Um but yeah. Yeah, let's talk about your run um, um, on the day. So you did a 3.04, um, incredibly fast, first in the age group, 10th overall. Um, there, Yeah, there weren't many. I mean, we mentioned Taylor. I mentioned Taylor Nibb's name. You beat Taylor Nibb on the run. Um, so one of the fastest professional triathletes in the world. Um, she had a 3.05, and you did a 3.04. 
So <laughs> that's really incredible. Um, but um, so so, we were discussing uh, with my coach if it was a amateur record or not. We were not able to to find the information. Well, you know, I mean, an age group record. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we are not sure. We are not sure because we are not able to find any official information. You know yeah. what? I'll look. I'll look it up because I have a couple different um, uh, websites that I use that looks at age group. Uh, you can check it first. So I'll, I'll, I'll look and see if I can find it because I think it's got to be very close. Yeah. Um, now there have been women that go into Kona and have a eight hour bike split and then run really fast. Um, so that that might be why if if you didn't get the course record on the run it might be because of there was a a, a super fast marathon runner that um didn't care about the bike ride but and you, the overall time the, and yeah. the overall time so you i mean your combination bike split and run has to be up there is one of the fastest ever i think yeah and in, in, uh um in the sport so okay so your can you um your run background have you run in an open marathon um, like just a, a like a, a world major or like a really fast marathon um, before triathlon. Um, actually, I did one single marathon years ago, and it was I think two minutes under four hours. So, okay, yeah. you know it's years. So, and then I uh, did just the half marathons. Okay. So, okay. so this is like my personal best for. For the marathon, marathon. Wow. In, in, yeah. in Kona, in Kona in, during yeah. an Ironman, yeah. But it's, uh, I think I <laughs> yeah, did. See I, I was your... quite close in row. In row, I think it was like three hours six minutes. Okay. Yeah. And yeah, so I beat it <laughs> in Kona. <laughs> wow. Well, and and the Roth run is not as hard as Kona's run. I, I think uh, maybe you could tell the different, but it's not as hot, um, not as hilly, right? Um, or is it pretty it similar? Was... It was a quite hot day, but uh, you know the surface. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's paved, but not the tarmac all the time. Yeah. In in rough. So okay. for me, it was like harder. You know, with the carbon shoes, we are used yeah. to run. Right. So on the tarmac on the road, it's it's much more easier. It it looked that I will run under three hours. Uh, you know, in Kona. But then I slow down a bit. So you said I'm a machine, but <laughs> well, I mean, it's not very easy to negative split that course um, just because of how hot it gets in the energy lab. Yeah. And then and then you're going uphill quite a bit. So I think and it was also in my head, to be honest, because from the energy lab, I have the information that I'm first and that they are slowing down. And yeah, you know. The head you, you don't have you don't have the thing pushing you anymore. You don't have that rabbit to chase. Yeah, of yeah. course, I was of course I was pushing, but yeah. not not that much as if there will be another girl. I don't know one minute yeah. still beat her. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned you passed um, both women in your age group in the energy lab. Um, yeah. Were there any low point low points on that run where you? wanted to start walking or did it or was it really you had your plan and you executed it and you and you had an amazing amazing race i think i executed according the plan um maybe last like five six kilometers from the energy lab as i said the head 
<laughs> I was a bit <laughs> tired, <laughs> but yeah, I think it what yeah. Yeah. And did you have kind of like a fueling plan um, at each age station, making sure you were cooling off, taking in nutrition? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was the first time I was running with the head because normally I use just the visor. But uh, yeah, I got the instruction that the, here it's very important to put the eyes under the head. Mm. So I was stopping on every each station, um, put the, the water on you know, the cooling head, because I use the Omeo's cooling head and eyes. Yeah. So I was using every aid station just to cool myself down, but the nutrition I have uh, with me, like my own nutrition. So I did not use the the nutrition from the aid stations. Okay. So did you carry, did you carry a bottle or was it gels? Okay. Yeah. A a small, um, small running bottle. Actually, I was just drinking the whole race. Okay. I'm on the infinite nutrition. I think you yeah. know it. Yep, yep. So Absolutely. I did the whole race just on the infinite uh, drinks. Ah. No gels, no bars, nothing. And so you carried all that on the bike then too? Did you yeah. have your, you, okay. So you, and then did you get special needs bags? Um, that you I put a bottle in a special need, but I did not use it. It was just a, yeah. a backup. Well, yeah. yeah. A backup yeah. plan. Yeah, if I, I will lose the bottle or something. Yeah, yeah, you got to know what works for you, and then if if you can practice that in training, and then there's nothing new on race day. Um, so yeah, that yeah. that works. Yeah. If it works for you, it the yeah, stick to that for sure. I like yeah, I've I've tried Infinite. It's a great it's a great product. There is a funny story uh, behind with this Infinite because I came to Roch, and I was you know after Barcelona with the stomach issues, and I was afraid. Uh, to experience the same the same story, so I came to to guys uh, to to their tent in Expo. We talked a bit, and they said you can try it. It's and the whole story of Infinite. So I tried for the first time during the race in Roth. <laughs> <laughs> so I risk a bit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. But it it worked out. I for did Roth so. on Infinite for the first time. I did not try it during the trainings. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, then it, it worked in Roth and let's bring it right to Kona. And yeah. actually here started my cooperation with them because I was okay. fully satisfied. And uh, since this race, I'm using just infinite and I yeah. did not have any, any stomach uh, troubles anymore. That's great. Yeah. So take us through coming into kind of the finish line shoot. You... I assume you knew at that point that you'd held on to first um, in your age group. Uh, what was that finish line experience like for you? It was amazing. Uh, there was my husband with uh, with a son waiting for me, screaming. <laughs> so, yeah, it it was amazing. I think mean, you cannot say <laughs> how amazing it was. So. Yeah. Yeah. I still have the feeling when I'm talking about it. <laughs> that's so that's so great. I love doing these interviews because you get to relive the day a little bit and you get to like kind of yeah. get that experience uh here or, or feel that experience again. Yeah. You put all you put a lot of work into this build. Um and then for it to come true and everything else is is uh yeah. spectacular and um it makes all the time away from family worth it. Um and, and you get that little bit of a, a feeling where you um 
succeed at at a very challenging goal. I mean, racing yeah. Kona for the first time and the having the run and the and the race that you did, like uh, that that doesn't happen very often. So you're an incredible athlete for sure. Yeah, I had a dream day, and it was the best finish line I I have ever experienced. So <laughs> I know I want to come back one day. So <laughs> I think it's everyone, <laughs> everyone yeah. who finished there. Yeah. Take us through like to how it, you know, obviously it was your first Kona, but what was it like to have like an all women's race? Did that feel different? Uh, I don't think so. Like um, there are many, many guys on the island. So like before the race, you cannot feel it. And during the race, I just focus, you know, on the performance. The atmosphere was amazing. So I did not feel it. Like there's something like very different. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I think it's good that women has their own, uh, you know, own race. And that's in other sports, you've also like women's, women's cup and yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it, it, and it seemed like it was a huge success. Um, so many women got to race Kona for the first time. Um, and, you know, in, in previous years and let's say 2019, you know, for most of those women, you have to get first or second in your age group just to qualify for Kona. Um, so it is really only the elite of the elite. Um, when, you know, when women have been, we, we interviewed another woman who had been trying to qualify for Kona for 20 years and never did. Right. Um, so, um, you know, having, getting those, those people, the experience, um, is, is amazing. So. Yeah. I think there are pros and cons. Yeah. 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 We talk about, and we've mentioned this in other episodes too, but we, we would love to do Kona together. And so it's like that opportunity is not, you know, on the table, at least yeah. in the, in the near future. So there, there are, yeah, there's definitely the cons there too, but I do love the way women were highlighted the way, the pros were able to be featured, you know, it wasn't just the lead woman. It was, you know, right. the top 10 in some cases. And um, so I think, yeah, you're right. There are, there are pros and cons. And I think Iron Man too is still trying to figure out what's the right, what's the right approach here. So, yeah. so um, yeah, but I think there is no way back, you know, yeah. once, oh. once they divide it, it yeah. will stay. Yeah, <laughs> it, it'll be it'll be very hard to ever go back. But I, I think it'll be interesting to see how Nice, um, how the women embrace Nice, because mm-hmm. it's not Kona. Um, and, um, you know, I think there was almost about 50% of the women that racing Kona were from the United States. I don't know how many women from the United States will go to Nice. I, I think it'd be a wonderful race. Um, but um, but yeah. yeah, I guess it's that other side of, you know, the, like you said, you had a 30-hour trip to Kona. So yeah. Nice will I be a little, yeah. yeah. I think that's a great opportunity for girls from Europe, for example, because yeah. you know, travel to Hawaii, it's yeah. expensive. <laughs> it's, I don't, it's very expensive. And mm, there are a lot of girls, they are very good in triathlon and they are not, you know, able to They just to can't, go. can't make that trip. So yeah. I think this is also a good opportunity for for European girls to to be on uh, on this race, yeah. yeah, yeah, is um so a couple more questions. Um, what what shoes did you wear for the the marathon? 
I'm curious, you work for Adidas. Um, now I'm, I'm assuming you, did you wear the brand new one that just came out, the super fast marathon shoe that you can only wear one time? Unfortunately not. I was trying to get them, but <laughs> uh, it was uh, impossible. So I'm racing in uh, Adios uh, Pro 3. Yep, yep, perfect. And that's a great shoe. That's the best shoe I ever had. I have three pairs in different colors. So I had a special, <laughs> special color for Hawaii. <laughs> and yeah, that's the best shoe I ever had. Cool. Um, we always ask, um, especially the, the, the top age groupers, if, if what, what are some pieces of advice that you would give um, an athlete who is trying to compete at Kona like you did? Um, it sounds like, you know, for you getting a coach, getting the nutrition, those were very important things. Is there anything else that really improved your um, your yeah. time significantly? I think another key is consistency. Like be consistent, work every day, step by step, week by week. Yeah. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, this is uh, the big game changer. Yeah, I think maybe the heat preparation, but it 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 wasn't the topic for me because I love heat. <laughs> I, I love hot races so for me it's an advantage when it's uh, hot on the race when it's cold i'm not working that <laughs> that much uh, yeah. other. so maybe the heat preparation for the people who who know that they're very sensitive yeah i think that was interesting what you said early on too you were like you were training and maybe not even necessarily racing so you have years of consistent work that you have put in to get yeah, to yeah. this point um, this didn't just happen overnight. You, yeah. you've been at it for a long time, being consistent with your training. So yeah, it's definitely not <laughs> yeah, overnight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, so what is, what's next for you? Um, do you have your race calendar kind of planned out, uh, for 2024? Uh, actually we are working on it right now. Um, it looks like I'm turning to pro next year so uh, this is not a topic for me <laughs> but i'm still thinking about racing in this in june because there is another uh like regular oh, right. iron yeah yep. so uh this one is on the table most probably and the rest we will see but <laughs> i think basic like information i can get you is that i think i will go to full ironmans and some yeah middle distances in between because there are girls racing i don't know five full distances in a year yeah i think that's way too much yeah that's too hard yeah we have a new race in czech republic there is a half ironman 70.3 in haradets in my country first for the first time so this one i will race for sure okay it's in august so that's awesome that's great so where where would you, if so, our listeners want to follow you and and see how you race next year and and just see what what are the best places to follow you on social media? Yeah, I think the best place is Instagram. <laughs> yeah, yep. I'm sure you will put the link. <laughs> <laughs> we will. We yeah. will include the link. So, yeah, I will be very happy if uh, if they will be following me on Instagram. Uh, they can drop me a message. I will do my best to to answer it on yeah all the messages. 
Awesome. That's and great. are you on Strava as well for your training or? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So we'll put, we'll put it's both the Strava platform. and then the Instagram. Strava and Instagram, I think two main platforms uh, right. with the information regarding my training and races. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. Cool. Well, yeah. Thank, thanks so much for taking the time to chat with us and, you know, kind of recap your amazing day and, in Kona and it's exciting to hear that you'll be, you know, transitioning to pro next year and we'll be sure to follow you there. And um hopefully for now you're kind of enjoying a little bit of downtime off season. And yeah. Well actually uh, I started to work on the new one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sure, sure. I uh, had like two to three weeks off after the race and now we are slowly getting back. But you know, no hard trainings, just building <laughs> the endurance and getting back to work. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And back to your day job as well soon too. So yeah. now you're now managing all that, but um, I think you're going to do a great job and, and um, it's been a pleasure to uh, chat with you today um, and hear about your day. So thank you. Yeah. Thanks so much. Have a good one. Thank you so much for in- inviting me and yeah, it was a pleasure to be there with you. Thank you for listening to Mission Kona Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Do you know an athlete who has a great story for a future podcast? Send us a message at missionkonapodcast.com. Reach out anytime through our website or on Instagram at Mission Kona Podcast. Till next time, think positive, have fun, and stay focused on your mission to Kona.